You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us each episode as we listen to the voices from UNC faculty, staff, students, and alumni, as they offer insights of local or national importance. This is your host, Dannon Cox, bringing you just a taste of UNC. When did you realize you probably weren't going to be a professional athlete? For me personally, it was pretty early on. But what about the young athletes who still have a chance to make it to the big leagues and don't know it yet? On this episode of Bear in Mind, we talk with Dr. Bob Brustad, Professor of Social Psychology of Sport and Physical Activity, to discuss the challenges of predicting athletic talent at a young age. I'll let Dr. Brustad take it from here. Okay, so my interest has always been in youth sport and youth physical activity. And so I teach in the area of developmental aspects and lifelong physical activity um, in sport and you know across other domains. But uh, recently, I've done a lot of application of physical growth and development and specialization and its impact in various sports, including track and field. I used to coach track and field. I have a real strong interest in baseball and basketball. And so I've been doing research on the effects of sports specialization and physical growth and development on predicting long-term ability or performance in, in a variety of sports. So my interest in the baseball came about uh, because Major League Baseball has an annual draft in which players as young as 17 up to players as old as 24 finishing college in some cases, um, are all drafted out of the same pool. And so the question is, from a, just a pure economic standpoint for major league clubs, how do you best predict ability five, six, seven years down the road, which is about how long it takes a player who is drafted to ever make it to the major league? So it's really a extrapolation of what I see now to what will happen down the road. So I got interested in conducting some preliminary research and it turned out pretty well. And so I did a larger scale study that I presented to Major League Baseball at their annual analytics conference in Phoenix. And so baseball is a very mathematically oriented sport, very data-driven, very statistically driven. Um, and much of this started with Moneyball, the movie uh, Moneyball, um, but in the book, excuse me, Moneyball. But realistically, baseball has always had that strong mathematical, statistical analysis because you can quantify the performance of individual players much more easily than you can in other sports. So my interest was particularly in age or relative age. Do relatively younger players outperform the expectations that teams might have and do relatively older players underperform the expectations? Um, And the reason for that is that we know that uh, elite players in most sports in that age range practice about 1500 hours a year 
Um, and so 1,500 hours, if you had an extra six months or an extra year of development would certainly be advantageous. Um, I'm also looking at physical growth and development in terms of those players who are later matures actually have advantages um, in a sport like baseball because if you look at pitchers specifically, the arm length, the lever length that they have um, will vary with the timing of their maturation. So later matures have relatively longer levers, which would translate into greater fastball velocity for a pitcher. And so just that awareness about an individual's maturity status would potentially be beneficial. Um, and then additionally, now I'm looking at how much specialization have the players had because a player that specializes earlier has a lower ceiling in terms of what they can what they can accomplish down the road. They've they've they played more, they've practiced more, they look better on paper, but in reality they have less room to grow or less room to develop than a player who just uh, you know started the sport you know relatively recently. So a lot of these ideas I got it from just the sports science background that I have. Um, and the research lines that I've had, but also talking to people in Major League Baseball, you know, about things that they saw to see if it kind of confirmed their suspicions. So that's how I, I developed this project called Hidden Gold on the Diamond. Um, and I presented that down at the analytics conference for Major League Baseball, and it got a really great reception. Um, so from that, I've spoken with a number of Major League teams about how they go about identifying talent and drafting people and how some of these considerations could be could be brought into play in the field when scouts are you know looking at particular players particularly a high school player there is a field of talent development that has really emerged in the last 10 years or so of understanding how to develop and cultivate talent and then thinking about what are the factors that might slow it down or might distort the impression of talent um, for down the road. So what we have right now is we have a lot of kids specializing in sport at very, very young ages. One of the big questions is, is the specialization a good thing or is it a bad thing? Um, I think many people in the sports science field would be able to convince you that specialization is probably a bad thing for most kids in terms of real ultimate high level of, of performance. Um, a second big area is just physical growth and development. And that for me is the developmental aspect that's most underappreciated. That is the blind spot across all professional sports, college sports, high school sports, parents, People don't understand how kids develop physically and the timing of their development and how that development is going to influence their performance. So I teach a whole class in the you know physical growth and development applied to sport performance. And, um, and there's so much potential to understand from that knowledge base how we don't want to get expectations up inappropriately about an early mature because a lot of what we see as their ability is really maturation 
or could be maturation. And conversely, we don't want to lose the late mature, which we commonly do, um, simply because they're developmentally delayed in their physical growth. So in many sports, if not most of our popular sports, later developers have greater success than early developers down the road. But the problem is people don't recognize that at the young ages. We, we group kids by chronological age, which means that the early maturing kids and the older kids within that age range always have a huge advantage. So they get selected and disproportionately to their real potential. And so this has ramifications all the way up to professional sports and how we anticipate somebody to demonstrate talent down the road or not. Um, so that's, that's huge. And then the third part of it would be the psychological development. So practicing is one thing, but having the right kind of motivation, particularly intrinsic motivation, is something else. And so we need to ask questions about how well does an individual learn? Um, what is their motivational characteristic? What about the family? What about their coaches? Do they steer them down a well-advised path? or perhaps steer them down a less so well-advised path in terms of you know, the motivational practices and so on. So all of that plays, you know, plays a role uh, in, the, in the picture. I should mention too, I work a little bit with a soccer club in Spain, uh, Real Sociedad, and it's partly where I got my interest is because we work mostly with the younger players coming through the system with the idea of we don't really care how well they play right now at age 13, 14, or 15. We care about how well they play and how well prepared they are when they're 20 or 21 or 22. That's when it really matters. And so if you take the long-term perspective as opposed to the short-term perspective, it gives you many more avenues for development than, say, many of our American sports systems have of focusing just on the here and now. Here at uh, UNC, we have a very well-regarded sport and exercise science program, and so I'm very proud to be be a part of, of our program because it's very comprehensive across all the disciplines, um, and from pedagogy, physical education, to sport administration with my focus in sport and exercise science. Um, so my coursework is principally in the psychological and sociological elements of, of physical activity and sport with the concentration at the youth sport level and the talent development. And then I think my unique piece to the whole puzzle is my expertise, I guess you could say, in developmental aspects of, um, I've always had a interest in training in looking at physical growth and development, cognitive development, social development, emotional development, and how those developmental components influence us in physical activity and in sport, and not just at younger ages, but also throughout the lifespan. So, you know, that is how it all fits together for me and, and at UNC, and particularly in the Sport and Exercise Science program, it's, a, it's an ideal fit.